Hey everybody, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. We are back at it again, connecting the community of Kabuki Syndrome. We're doing it one family at a time. It's a super inspiring episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt, and I am joined with two, uh, two amazing women. Um, and we have uh, some really cool things to talk about in the area of uh, the Kabuki Syndrome. Uh, first, I want to uh, introduce my wife, Alana. I don't think you've ever been on the podcast with me. I haven't been on Max Effort. No, no. I haven't. Um, so this, oh, is well. a, this is a special guest. And then I have Hello. Cindy. Um, Welcome, Cindy. Welcome yes, to the, welcome. and let me let me ask you a question. Is it is it Cindy Brown? I couldn't pronounce the other part of your name. It is Cindy Brown. My okay. my uh, Paula Castro is my maiden name, so oh. I went from Paula Castro to Brown, which is a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So Paula Castro, how, what um, is that? Is I'm going to sound Cuban, real, really ignorant. Is it Italian? It's Italian. Yeah. Good job. Good. <laughs> yep, I was yep. sweating a little bit there. Um, so, Cindy, um, you, you kind of uh, came. You came into my life, and I've saved my life because uh, you know Kabuki syndrome is our life. Yeah. Um, you okay. came into our life uh, very at a pivotal moment. Um, you know, we. I think you might have heard a podcast or something, and you messaged me, and you just had an amazing story about your daughter, and yeah. I. I found it so inspiring because of where she's at in life. Um, and I'm going to let you kind of give all you know, the story there. But um, it's something that I, I look forward to in the later years of Maddie. And so we are um, very, very excited to talk to you. Um, yeah. So without further ado, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, um, how you found us, you know, reaching out and, and, you know, a little about your daughter. Sure, sure. I, um, I belong to several Facebook groups regarding um, the Kabuki Syndrome, um, right. and I came upon your podcast. You were um, interviewing somebody not long ago, mm-hmm. and I listened to it uh, intently and was very, very um, interested in learning more about other children. Um, our daughter is now 20. Mm. Um, she was born in 2002. Okay. Um, and she, uh, she's had a wonderful 20 years of life. Mm. We are finding now, later on in her, in her life, that there are some things that are coming up um, that we weren't aware of. Um, so I've, I've kind of, like, re-entered the Kabuki Syndrome world um, late again okay. um, because of, of some things that are coming up. Nothing, nothing um, earth-shattering. But just like little things that are that are popping up that we um, are looking into. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born um, in 2002, and I heard your daughter's beautiful story. Um, you you had known prior to her being born that she had Kabuki syndrome. Is that right? We knew that prior to her being born that there was potential for Down syndrome or trisomy. So yeah. <laughs> I had a amniocentesis done. Not once, but twice. Um, and they determined that Down syndrome and trisomy, well, they ruled out Down syndrome and trisomy 
and then they just kept on and pop in if you're if yeah. I'm wrong, Matt. Yeah. But I feel like at that point they kind of just chalked it up to a fluke. But then yeah. as Maddie grew in my belly, we came to find out that she had hydronephrosis of the kidney, where her kidney wouldn't completely flush out. And she also had a two-cord, two-vessel umbilical cord, where I'm learning now that a lot of kabuki kids have two-vessel umbilical cords. Mm-hmm. It's because there's supposed to be three. Um, mm-hmm. Fast forward, she's born, and she's in the NICU for three days. She's, three, four days. Yeah, yeah, she has jaundice. She comes home with a billy blanket. She's um, She's really little. Um, and there's challenges from the get-go. We didn't get her diagnosis until she was about three-ish. Okay. You go. Now you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. My, my turn. So um, <laughs> she was born in 2002, um, and she, uh, in June of 2002, and I'm going to put timelines on here. Okay. She, um, she, in, she was 10 days early, so she was not oh. um, very early. Um, I had a very normal pregnancy. Everything was, was, was fine. And um, when she was born, she was six pounds, one ounce, oh, nineteen okay. inches long. Not not fairly small. Not you know not not terribly small. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband my husband's six two, and I'm I'm five eight. So we're both we're both pretty on the on the taller oh, side. Okay. Um, so we're both on the bigger side. So she um, she was a, a little tinier than than I expected because I also gained like seventy pounds with her. Oh, <laughs> so we were expecting a bigger a bigger baby, but mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, she was born. She uh, they, they give the, the hearing test in the hospital, right. and um, she didn't pass the hearing test. Didn't really think a whole lot of it because it, the nurse said to us, um, "It's not uncommon for the babies not to pass a hearing test because of fluid and whatnot." So mm-hmm. before she leaves, before you leave with her in a couple of days, because they took they kept me for three days there because I delivered her at six p.m. at night, so I got an extra two days out of it. Nice. Um, they said uh, <laughs> we'll. Uh, We'll give her another test. Well, sure enough, when we left, she passed the hearing test. Right. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, okay, great. Like this is wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like you know, just like, just like they told me. So we go home. Um, a few weeks later, she has her first appointment at the um, pediatrician, and the pediatrician um, said, you know, there's some characteristics about her that are a little bit different. And he mentioned her, you know, the protruding ears. Mm-hmm. Um, she also was born. Oh, I failed to mention it. She was also she was born with hip dysplasia. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, so she, her hips were out of alignment. Oh. They were out of one, one hip. One hip was out of the socket. So oh. she was she was immediately put in a brace, oh. and she wore a brace for her first six months of life. Okay. How might I forget that? See, there's there's so much involved <laughs> in our, that that go on with our kids. Right. That right. that you, you tend to you tend to like right. leave things out not on purpose, but just because it's. Right. it's well, um, it's, it's interesting no. because like Alana just said, hey, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know from my my experience, it was, you know, it was so intense and it was so such a whirlwind. It's like, what information did I forget? Yeah. You know? Right. And, right. Yeah. And, and and if you don't write it down and, and, if, and like, <laughs> exactly. they don't keep good logs of it, it's easy. It is easy to, it to is. forget. And yeah. And I have to say, I'm guilty of some of it. So mm-hmm. I, some things I, I, I'm like, why didn't I write that down? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, but so so she she was born with a hip dysplasia. Another another thing that they just said, you know what, it happens. Not like don't be too alarmed. And we weren't. We were like, okay, you know, we were new parents. Our first, she was our first child, mm-hmm. and our and our only child. And um, she came home with a harness. Um, so fast forward again. So we took her to the pediatrician. He said, you know, she put her hip dysplasia with um her protruding ears. 
um, she has um, some wide-set eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, if she's not meeting her milestones, like, for instance, like talking, crawling, um, walking, you might want to get some genetic testing done. And I come home and I'm like, yep. Uh, no, oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not waiting until a year and a half, like, you know, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do that now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we, we immediately called Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and they were able to see us in October. So we were able to get in wow. four months, four months later. So we were able to get down to the genetic, genetic department and met with the, um, the head, the lead. Mm-hmm. And, um, a couple of, of geneticists came in and out of the room throughout the day. So she was there for a long time. We were there probably eight hours. Mm. And at the end of the day, um, they came in and said, we have a diagnosis for your daughter. And I had to be honest with you, I was like, I was expecting them to say, we don't have anything, bye-bye. Yeah. Right. I wasn't because she wasn't. She didn't have trouble feeding. Um, I know that is um, now, you know, of course, after researching and knowing what Kabuki syndrome is, a lot of um, the Kabuki syndrome yeah. um Children do have that, and, I, and we, were, we were very lucky in that respect, where Allie did not have that issue. She, she, she couldn't latch on, yeah. but she was bottle-fed. Yeah. She was bottle-fed, and, and, and again, we were like, well, that's normal. Like, that's, a, that's, not, that's not uncommon for a child not to be able to latch on. Right. So we didn't think too much, we didn't think too much of it. Um, so when the doctor said, you know, we don't have anything besides her clinical diagnosis. So they gave us, you know, she has a sacral dimple. Oh. She has a dimple in her um, and her earlobe that um, that's that's um, common with Kabuki syndrome. She mm-hmm. has the protruding ears. Um, they she has um, the fingertip pads. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a big one with Maddie Does she too. Have those? Yeah. We're, we're examining Maddie as you talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Oh hi, Maddie. Is yeah. she there? Oh. She is. Yeah, she'll here. she'll pop on oh. and say hi to you. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll oh, what there. a sweetie. Yeah. So she, so, so they named everything, and then they showed us pictures in like in a book. So this is 2002. So there was still, you know, this is so. Yeah. This is only what 22 years since they've had the first like diagnosis was in 1980. The right. first yeah. diagnosis. Right. Was, yeah. Right. So this is only 22 years later. So they didn't really have anything. So they're like, we we believe she has this. We're going to give her this diagnosis. Okay. So we kind of left there, and they said, okay, this she needs to get her heart checked. She needs to get kidneys checked. She needs to get. She needs to get her hearing check. She mm-hmm. needs to get her bladder checked. Mm-hmm. So they gave us a list of doctors to go see. At the time, they didn't have a Kabuki clinic. Mm-hmm. So they a lot of a lot of these our bigger hospitals now do have a not a lot, but I'm, like Boston does, Philadelphia does, Baltimore does. They have Kabuki clinics where you just go and they they know exactly what to look for and they immediately see everything. Well, we didn't have that, so we had to go search for doctors. And they told us who to go to. So it was also CHOP. So doctor to doctor to doctor. Oh, so you were um, at CHOP and you're just going around the the hospital. Just yes, we so okay. so they they gave us lists of people to, to get in contact with, doctors to get in contact with, and then I just went home and made the appointment after appointment after appointment. Just to you know, they said these are the things that could potentially um, affect her mm-hmm. but they don't affect every child with Kabuki syndrome. Mm-hmm. So right. she might have some of these and she might not. I mean it, it's it's so bizarre to me that there is such a vast difference in all of our beautiful children that they're yeah. just so all diff- all the same diagnosis, mm-hmm. but they can have anywhere from minor to you know severe. Yeah. Um, so so in the next several months, we made all those appointments, and we were fortunate that she did not have um, her heart was fine, her kidneys were fine, her bladder was fine, but her hearing was not. Oh. Okay. So she was 
she was fitted for hearing aids at six months old. She has a mild, she was diagnosed with a mild to moderate hearing loss. Is that because of the, she, uh, the dimple? I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Was that no, the dimple or was it? Nothing to do with it. The dimple is just almost, I don't, um, the sacral dimple is something at the, the base of her spine. Oh, okay. So they checked her to see if she, her um, spine was okay, which her spine was okay. They gave her an MRI on that. Great. So that oh, the great. spine was fine. The dimple in her ear, it's, it's, it's kind of just like a, it looks like a little pinprick if you look at it. Yeah. Um, on like the cartilage, mm-hmm. so no, it, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. It just it, it's just almost like a like a feature. Yeah, yeah. I like have a, a feature. Interesting. Oh, sorry. I I keep on. We keep no, on cutting. No, away. go 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 ahead. I'm I'm interested to hear what uh, you say. I have to say. So the going back to the dimples on the spine, Maddie has these two cute little dimples up right above her butt. But those yeah, are that's, that's Allie. That's it. Okay, yeah, so that's but they're so we would need. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, see, and, and my, one of my questions that came up as you were talking there is that, um, you know, you and your husband, when you, when you found out, when you were like, okay, we, the, our child looks perfectly fine and beautiful, but right. the, the doctors are telling us that we need to get all these things checked out. You know, yeah. at that point, you know, from a, a husband and wife and, and new parents, like where, where was your guys' head at? Where, where, how did that affect you emotionally? Um, yeah, you can imagine it was, it was, it was, it was shocking. It was, it was shocking because we were, what did, what could we have done wrong? Because we, we did, um, well, what did we do wrong? Because we did, like, and this is my husband, even when we went, we just recently went down to, um, Kennedy Krieger Institute in Baltimore to their Kabuki clinic. And my husband asked this question 20 years later because he still thinks in his mind, this is the reason she has it. And it's got nothing to do with it. Right. That um, we had, um, we went through, um, uh, we had trouble conceiving Allie. So oh, we, okay. we, right. we, so we, I was on Clomid and I was, um, you know, I had medication that I took to um, have, you know, more eggs. And, yeah. and yeah. so, so in his mind, he's like, that's, that's the reason. Yeah. But, but we all know, like, it has nothing to do, Correct. it has nothing to do with it. It's, just, it's a genetic not. disorder. Um, but he's still in his mind after all these years is wondering that. So we had to ask her again. She's like, she just kind of giggled at us. She's like, no, <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> right, Put right. your mind at ease. Like yeah. you could never, you could never have prevented this. Nobody in our family has it. It's a, how she explained to us is it a gene. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the gene, um, the chem, I guess K-M-T-2-D most of our. KMT2D or something like that. Yes. KMT2D. And she has the missense variant. Oh. Um, so okay. is that the more. It's the more rare one of the two. Is that the one with the A in it? No, you, you're saying that it's the She has a, K, a KM, it's called, she, she explained to me, it's KMT2D missense variant. Yes. And it's, um, she said it is a type 1, but, and she said 90% of the Kabuki patients do have that. How many, what's the percent again? 90% is what she told oh, us. Okay. Can Okay, can you spell that? <laughs> spell the... Sure. It's, it's, well, I actually wrote the missense variant. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't tell with your, with your strong accent. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. I'm, I'm actually, I, I actually spelled it wrong. I think. Oh, and I'm right. looking at, I can look I think it it's no, M. Yes. It's M I S S E N S E. 
E-N-S-E. Okay. So Variant. Okay. I specifically asked you that question about how, how it um, affected you and your husband because I know that for Alana and I, you know, uh, shoot, it took us a long time to really process what was going yeah. on. Like it was like, yeah. okay, well, is there something wrong with us? Did we do something wrong? What? It, exactly. and, it's, and it's always really, it's, it, it intrigues me a little bit about how parents will look at this, you know, beautiful child they created and maybe there's something a little bit different. And all of a sudden you start pushing it back at yourself and you're like, what did I do wrong? Well, we didn't do anything right. wrong. Like you said, it, it is just, it's something that, um, cannot, yeah, it can't be avoided. And it's just something that happened, mm-hmm. but I look at it now and I'm like, we are 100% like the luckiest parents alive because we have this beautiful girl that has such a beautiful soul and the smile brights up the room. And yes, there are challenges, but like, I don't know about you and Alana speak up if, if I'm wrong, but like it has made me stronger as a, as a father, as a man, as a human altogether. Like I am my, I'm emotionally stronger. I'm, I feel like I can take on pretty much anything because Mm, of this. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. It, it definitely, it gives you a, a, such a sense of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, we we are we are a Christian family, so thank you know thank I thank God for her every day when she mm-hmm. after she was born because she is probably the most positive, kind, sweet, gentle. I'm like I'm like how like is she like is she, is she like even, a, an angel? Yeah. <laughs> I, we always said she's an angel on earth because right. she's right. just. She's just such a sweet soul, like mm-hmm. an old, an old soul and a, an old sweet soul, and mm-hmm. she, she just doesn't want her to fly, and that's, and that's 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 what worries me. That's what worries me yeah. about her getting yeah. older in life because she, she tends to be, um, you know, accepting of you know certain you know behaviors of people and 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 under, too understanding in my in my yeah. you know in my, in my mind and. Naive is a good word, yes. um, you know, and I say that loosely, but she can be, um, I worry about her being taken advantage sure. because of her kindness. Sure. Yeah. So that's something that, that we've struggled with probably her whole life, but now into a, now her, with her getting into adulthood is even more of, like, le- lessons, like trying to t- show her examples of, you know, we've always tried to show her the good and bad examples of people and how people can treat her, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it, but as she gets older, she wants that independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I mean, I see that in in Madison, and you know, she's Madison's in a different aspect of life. Like she's just going; she's in the middle of middle school, and mm-hmm. I do see this aspect of you know, she has this really tight friend group, and and they're really yeah. they're good girls, and they they all like you know keep a lookout for each other and protect each other. But there's an aspect of what I see is you know, a bit of like Maddie is always kind of on the outskirts, but it it feels like she's kind of too kind. Like she's not advocating for herself. And that's something that Alana um, very early on has been very, very um, adamant about is like advocating for yourself. And we need to advocate for her. And she sees that. And then she has learned over time, like I'm going to advocate for myself. Now, does it has it bitten us in the tush? Yeah, yeah I think it's gotten <laughs> to a point where maybe she advocates a, a little, little too much. I don't even. She just or she knows how to work it. <laughs> but they such learn a, that pretty quick. Yeah, such are kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
uh, I wanted to kind of jump forward a little bit and sure. talk about uh, the the social aspect of getting like into the high school and yeah. moving into a little bit of like the college era. Sure. What were some of the main challenges in that aspect? Sure. Well, Allie, um, she was always she 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 received. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start by saying she always had it early. She, we started her out with early intervention, so she had PT, mm-hmm. OT, mm-hmm. speech, hearing support from like three years old. Okay. Maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So that carried her through school. So she always had uh, physical therapy, um, occupational therapy, and speech through elementary school, and then when she got to middle school, she, they kind of dropped off because yeah. she leveled out with that, and she um, continued with her hearing support. Okay. She was always in the mainstream school system. She oh, always wow. went, she went to, um, she went to our, our, um, our public school here in Quakertown, cool. um, and she, she, getting supports for her wasn't the easiest, right. and it started out um, in elementary school. Not that, um, not that they weren't supportive of giving her the extra help that she needed, but she also, um, in second grade, she um, she had a, a you know the learning the learning um, testing done, mm-hmm. and she was achieving higher than her IQ. So when you're achieving higher than your IQ, there's no reason for you to be in a learning support program because you're overachieving with what your IQ is telling you. All right. Okay. So that's yeah. that's what we were facing. So. We fought for a few years, and come when she got into fifth grade, um, we we ended up taking her to a, um, a comprehensive um, evaluation in in uh, New York City for a few days, and they and they said, and they helped us. They advocated for us and helped us get her the supports that she needed mm-hmm. in the school system. So they gave us a, a report saying, "This is how your daughter learns. This is what her." Um, strengths are and this is, these are what her weaknesses are and this is what they need to focus on to make her successful so we went back to the school and i, I felt like i sat my finger because as soon as i gave them that report they were like you got it everything you want oh okay which was a little bit disheartening because as a parent i was saying it but i need almost needed that that medical proof yeah yeah, yeah. was that was that report called an iep excuse me was the report was it called an iep an individualized, well, the, the, yeah, the individualized um, performance plan. evaluation. Well, oh. the individualized that that was something that she has in school. She has an IEP, yeah. so that's okay. something yeah. that the school ended up putting her on an IEP. So she had an IEP through her entire school. Right. Yeah. This 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 uh, doctor um, was a neurologist, and he um, he just did different testing on her. What worked best for her learning? So, what, kind, what kind of learner? What kind of learner yeah. she was, and why were her, like she really struggled in math. Mm-hmm. And she really and she struggled with reading, not so much reading itself, but reading comprehension mm-hmm. and, and making and making inferences. Yeah, that's mad, and they yeah. gave suggestions to the school as what they could do to um, to help her be a successful learner. Mm-hmm. And so that carried her through high middle school and high school. So mm-hmm. she she had that IEP through middle school and high school, and um, just did this, our our school system did a very good job of following it. Um, and and uh, she did she did really well. She in middle school she even hit the honor roll several times. Wow! Um, and and was and, she uh, on was, a modified diploma at all? Pardon me. Was she on a modified diploma at all, or it was no. a, as a general? Okay. No, she she had, she had a regular regular general diploma. Wow! Mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. She um she as as she got older as she as high school came the curriculum got 
harder. Yeah. Right. It got harder. So, you know, in, in elementary school and even in middle school, you don't really have levels of, like, there, were, there wasn't too many levels, like like a, like a one, two, three level, like your, right. you know, your honor students, your your average students and students that need a little bit of help. Right. She, she tended to be in the average to needing a little bit of help area, uh, most of her most of her middle school to high school years. She um, she ended up going into a replacement math in in um, in middle school okay. um, and then caught up to her other classmates and ended up going back into regular math when she, she went to ninth huh. grade. That's oh, okay. That's really so, cool. It is, and and you know, it, it, he, like algebra, algebra one, algebra two, Dang. geometry, trigonometry. She never did trigonometry. Like she, there was a certain level that she like she leveled off on that she did not. Um, the higher, the higher, more. You know, she's not going to. You know, she's not going to do anything in her career that she wants to be. You know, that involves trigonometry. Right. right. And and the school did not require it, so she she went to the required level, and then she she capped out there. Oh. As so, far as and. That's great. Oh, I was going to say, you know, something we, we, uh, Alana and I go back and forth with, and this is more of me pushing and Alana, you know, being the opposite end and, and trying to keep us somewhat balanced. And is that, you know, I'm, I, I've always wanted to take uh, Maddie out of school and give her this very individualized learning structure where she can take on because the biggest thing that that maddie uh really struggles with is uh focus and attention yes Um, well even before that we should say that maddie was also she was evaluated by a psych in 2019 and so she's considered i don't it's she's ddnid so intellectually delayed and uh developmentally delayed so she's like reading at a first grade level and doing math at a first grade level well just right now okay Right yeah. now she's at a third grade level, I thought. Okay. And well, she's in she's, seventh grade. So yeah. So yeah. she's So she's behind, I guess is what we're saying. She's but delayed, yeah. For me, I'm like I, I wanted I wanted all I've always wanted to just take her out and give her this like individual structure with um this uh, you know, hire a teacher in home learning. Um but Alana think thankfully for Alana, like the the she's like, No, she needs that social aspect. So Oh yeah. Did you I see that. Did, I, I believe that. Yeah, and and you know, me being me, I'm very, I don't know if the analytical is the right way of saying it, but I'm very analytical thinking. And I'm like, I want to focus on one thing and just get it done. Um, but did you see a correlation with um, the social construct of school versus the educational programming? Like, was was it like helping her or distracting her? Um, you mean the social aspect? Was the social yeah. aspect distracting yeah, was, her? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, things get in the way. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't want to say I, I'm a helicopter mom, but I think when you have a Kabuki child with Kabuki syndrome, you mm-hmm. kind of have to be a helicopter mom mm-hmm. and dad, and yeah. um, constantly be on your toes as to as to what's going on. I, 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 we were fort- we are fortunate as well that Allie has some really good friends, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's had those friends since since middle school. Um, and she, those states, friends have stayed with her now, you know, even into adulthood. So we're fortunate. Does she have a zillion friends? No, she does not. She probably has about four or five close friends, two like best friends. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're fortunate to have that. Did it, I, I would not have, I personally felt that socially she needs to be there. 
Right. Like she, she, it was good for her to be there for her own mind mm-hmm. and um, for her own um, happiness, mm-hmm. and to be home with me or to have to hire somebody or to have her go somewhere where she's not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see those setbacks. I didn't want to see her um, struggle because of that. And I saw how she. We did some tutoring with her in with math and mm-hmm. algebra. Um, and uh, Allie gets, I'm not sure about Madison, but Allie g- exhausts and they understood mm-hmm. that in school. So when yeah. she gets tired, she'll just say, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> where it might, so familiar. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen, you know, Often. 10 times a day, right. but they, they know that's Allie just, because otherwise I, I'll look at her and, and if, even when I worked with her at home, cause I would, my husband will say this, I did. Because he'll, he'll often say, like, do, do, do you go, get to get the diploma, too? Because, you, <laughs> you know, you helped, her, you helped her through school. Right. But um, I would do the work with her, and I, I would just see that she would just, like, like the glass eyes, like the days. Mm-hmm. Like, she just kind of, she would just shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, because her brain just couldn't take anymore. Her right. brain was just exhausted. She, we always said, Allie worked extremely hard to get average. She yeah. just works extremely hard just to get to get average or below average. Right. Mm-hmm. She just she just works very very hard and and thankfully the school recognized that they saw that mm-hmm. and they 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 embraced her and they really um, made her feel you know that she was like everybody else. Yeah. She shouldn't worry about it. You do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know you you got this because they wanted to see her success too. Mm-hmm. She um back in second grade I'm going to go back to second grade real quick. Yeah. She um. When we found out that she had a, a learning disability, um, she we we took her off of certain foods. We took her mm-hmm. food certain foods away from her. I don't know whether I don't know whether you guys um, re- read up or read up on um, different dyes mm-hmm. with focus. Mm. But she, we took red dye forty out of her life, okay. and it was I'm not going to say a three sixty, maybe a one eighty. Right. Um, but she completely like a, any artificial dyes, um, high fructose corn syrup. We we tried a lot of things. We tried gluten. That didn't do anything. Like we just tried to be gluten free. We just tried everything to try and get her mind to not be mush. Because sometimes we were like, Allie, your your mind's a little mushy today. Yeah. Like sometimes she would be like on the top of her game and be able to focus. And we're like, how does that? How do we explain that? Well, we figured out that hot like dyes, carbohydrates, like pizza, like breads, um, pasta. Yeah. Different things. Different foods affect her, and interestingly enough, when we went down to the Kennedy Krieger, Kennedy Krieger, a few um, last month, they asked if they could put her on a test diet, mm-hmm. a three-month food trial, and we said, "Well, what is the what is a three-month food trial?" And they said yeah. it's to eliminate all um, carbohydrates from her diet, and we're oh, like. Wow. We're like, oh my gosh, we've been saying this for years. Although we never, like, we we, we never really stuck a hundred percent to it because you can't, right. you can't. Like dyes, we did corn syrup. We try to stay away from, yeah. but um, carbs. Like the girl loves pizza. The girl loves the she loves pancakes. She loves, um, yep. you know, she loves. So we 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 just limited it. But now, but th- she's now on week four of no carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. How's she doing? Um, it, um she's doing good. Okay. Um, what they did was they took a, a cognitive test when we were there, and then she'll go back in three months. They're going to do another cognitive test, so they're going to see if there's a difference. Hmm. So I, I mean, my husband says, I can. T- he's like, I can totally tell the difference. I, I'm not sure I do yet, 
Um, so, I, I, you know, time will tell. I think time will tell. So we have, a, we have another eight weeks to go with it. So, well, But um, as far as focus goes, that was a major thing for us, getting rid of artificial dyes. That was like a major, like, with her focus and attention. Um, did it make it, did it solve the problem? No, but it just made it better. Yeah, that, and that, that's, um, I guess that's what I've, I've experienced and heard a little bit. You know, with Maddie... She, again, when she was born, she didn't latch and she was bottle fed and, um, but she's always had, uh, struggles with foods and textures. Yeah. The textures yeah. is the biggest one. And yeah. so like for us to think about cutting, I mean the red dye, I think that would be easy. Yeah. The carbs would be very hard. Yeah, she lives off of. It's like carbs. She, I mean, she lives she off, off of pizza. Bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it. I'm a you know I'm an executive chef for a large pizza company. Like, <laughs> so she eats pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it doesn't even. It's not even like. Um, what was about to say? She doesn't even like eat anything. She just eats the tomato pie. So it's yeah, tomato sauce. It's and... tomato sauce and bread. But at the same point, so like when we think about cutting things out, it's a it's like stress. It's kind it's of stressful anxiety, anxiety because like we're trying uh-huh. to get as many calories in. And so for the longest time, you know, we had a we had a pediatrician that um, he he was a really good pediatrician. Like he he was great with the kids, but he didn't quite understand what uh, kabuki was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in this area you know if we wanted to get a pediatrician that did understand you know we we're driving to seattle every time and that's wow. about four hours away um wow yeah so it's like we had to get multiple um opinions in a way and get lots of referrals but he was just like hey put her on this what was it that wasn't Pedialyte. It was uh, put her on a protein shake, mm-hmm. a morning protein shake that will get the calories in her. Um, but she quickly, I don't know, I she quickly. drank those for a couple of years, and now she's not drinking. Now them she's again. not drinking them again. So yeah. we're we're constantly shuffling to try to get you know a balanced diet in this girl. And mm-hmm. when you said that they put uh, Allie on the uh, the eating plan, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. really interested in that. Um, and so I, you know, I'm going to probably, uh, ask you a bunch of questions over messaging over the next couple of days about that. But, uh, I just, I think it's so like, I think you, you summed it up really well earlier where you said, you know, how can these beautiful children have so many, you know, ailments that are so widely spread apart? It's yeah. just, it's fascinating because, um, I don't know about you, but I, I take Maddie to my office. You know, I introduce her to people. We, we, we're, we're pretty social in the community, and and it uh, nobody quite understands it. No. And they look at me. They're like, what are you What's talking about? What's wrong with her? Well, yeah. yeah, we don't see anything wrong. And I'm like, no, this is what it is. Right. And I explain it. And they're right. looking at me like, yeah, I've never heard of that. It's a, well, it's also a hidden disability. That's a thing. It is that, a hidden disability. Yeah. Not to us. <laughs> well, no, not to us, but I'm saying that hidden disability is now like a thing that's discussed in like schools and, you know, it's a thing that's being yeah. advocated for. It was a, it was um they, a couple of years ago at the Portland Art Museum, they had a bunch of, um they did a highlight to artists with hidden disabilities and they I remember that. that showed cool. their disabilities through their art and talked about their hidden disabilities you know you didn't you didn't hear about hidden disabilities 
when we were in school. Well, even even our parents were were looking at us like, oh, well, yeah, what's, our parents. we don't yeah. get it. Right. So do you... Oh, my gosh. Right? right? You're so right. Right. So, right. so do you guys experience that as well? Well, I, I will tell you this. So so when Allie was born with, with um, the Kabuki syndrome, and, yeah. and we found out early on, mm-hmm. we were, in, in our mind, we're like, okay, well, oh, she, she also has a low muscle tone. So we're like, hmm. Okay. So, you know, she has a she has a hip dysplasia. Okay, right. well, that's, that's treatable and that's fixable. And she has a hearing loss. Okay, well, we can put hearing aids in her ear. But it wasn't until later on that we really saw the um, the learning disability come out of it. So in our mind, we're thinking, we're not going to, like, our family, of course, knew about Allie's. But I didn't feel the need to tell every person that we came in contact with or right. everybody that we knew that wasn't a super close friend right. about her Kabuki syndrome. Like, our, our close friends and family knew but I didn't feel the need to, and I and I and I for the longest time I didn't. And it's the reason my my reasoning and my, and my husband's support supported it was that I really never I didn't want her to be labeled. Like yeah. I never wanted people to be like, oh you know oh she's got that oh okay then then let's not you know let's not you know bump the apple cart like let's because she has that. I didn't want that to be an excuse for her. I wanted yeah. her to have all the opportunities that anybody else had without her being looked at differently too. I didn't want her um, to 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 think that she couldn't do things or think that she, um, and this is just my, in my mind, mm-hmm. that she couldn't be like others because she had this. Yeah. So she knew about it early on, but we never, we didn't really, because it wasn't, it only really affected her ear hearing mm-hmm. um, and the extra help in school, we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. She went to her yearly visits at, at um, CHOP. They looked at her um, and they were kind of uncomfortable, I'll be honest with you. Like, we would go, they'd say, okay, how is she doing in school? Okay, what, should, what kind of services is she getting? Okay, let's, let me look at this. Okay, let me look at that. Okay, okay, we're good for another year. Yeah. So I, ne- I never, like, got a whole lot out of it. So it wasn't until um, 2012 when they said, okay, we have, we have a, um, a blood test now that we can give her to determine if she definitely has it or not. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it? Right. So we're like, oh, okay, well... Sure, I, I guess we'll you know we'll we'll confirm it. So we did that, um, and and it was confirmed. But I never really, I'm like, okay, she's 12 now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, or 10. She was 10 at the time. I'm like, okay, she's like, what what? I'm not really getting a whole lot of out of my visits at, at CHOP. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, like, I really didn't. We didn't. I didn't take her back because I wasn't really getting a whole lot of, out of it. And I feel bad about that. And I tell like you know I tell my family members and friends this now that I feel bad because I feel like. She could have been their research. Like she could have been like, okay, that's what mm-hmm. they were getting out of it. It wasn't so much about what I was getting out of it or what she was getting out of it. It's what they also were getting out of it for their future patients. Yeah. Right. So I felt a little selfish in that respect that mm-hmm. maybe I should have been more more open minded about her seeing them every year, but I, I wasn't and I and I, I look back and I do regret that. I wasn't um, because I felt like we were doing okay, she was getting a learning that she needed in school. She had her hear. She goes through her hearing checks every year. Okay, I, I, I'm not sure. I really want to go down every year for this Kabuki syndrome, so they can like look at her and say, "Okay, you still have it," or whatever. Like well, I just didn't. Like, yeah. I was, in that time, you, know? you weren't really considering. I mean, you were focusing on your family. You weren't gonna. And, and I'm not saying it's like you weren't focused, or you weren't considering other families. You were focused on your family. So yeah, especially since they told yeah. me when she was during the visit that it right. wasn't progressive. It wasn't progressive, right. and she's not going to all of a sudden get a heart murmur, and right. she's not all of a sudden going to have kidney problems. They they said that they were pretty confident of that. Now, the one thing she did develop at 12 years is, is um, she developed cavus foot, 
And I don't know whether right. Madison has... Does Madison have um, low muscle tone? She does. Yes, absolutely. And she, she was does. wearing braces for uh, on her feet for uh, before she learned how to walk. Okay. And she didn't learn how to walk until she was two and a half or three. Yeah. And she had to have those okay. things on her feet. Okay. Because she... Um, Allie developed the cavus foot at um, at the age of 12, and I was, I was, they're like, well, no, that's not, that's not, back then, they said, no, that's not a, that's not a, um, a side effect of Kabuki syndrome. Well, I, I come to find out now, um, talking to the doctor from Boston, he, he, um, we had a, we, we had a Zoom meet. He was very interested in talking to me about Allie, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the head of the, the Kabuki clinic there. Right. And I and I asked him because um, I, w- I went through through her you know different um, things that have cropped up over the years. And he said, "Oh yeah, that that's a, that that's part of Kabuki syndrome." I'm like, "It is because they, they told me they told me it wasn't." He said, "Well, what happens is because of her low muscle tone, it forms. So it's not really a side effect of Kabuki. It's a side effect of her low muscle tone, oh. which is a side effect of a Kabuki syndrome." And what's that called? And it's called Cavus foot. It's cavus foot, where her, where her feet, instead of having, like, I have, I'm flat-footed, and my husband's mm-hmm. flat-footed. She has an insanely, she's developed an insanely large arch in her in her right foot. Oh, she's more, I think she's more flat-footed. Yeah, her, her, she definitely has something going on with her feet, and I've actually, over the past year, I've kind of noticed it, and I've been watching and, and teaching, you know, I'm, I'm, I do personal training on the side, and so I've kind of been, like, talking to her about you know how what hurts do your do your knees hurt do your ankles hurt are your, yeah. are your hips sore when you walk all day you know how do you yeah. feel after they have you do the mile at school you know <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah. like that <laughs> and you know because i'm trying to like diagnose it myself but um i how do you spell that cavus foot sorry i can't no that's fine i'm just curious i, I, I i'm gonna i think i think it's c-a-v-u-s okay okay thank you um, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I, no, I like it. So she's fun. she's taking notes, and and it's it's good because this is what it's all about. You know, we're we're doing this podcast because we're learning, we're learning, we're teaching, we're yeah. we're hoping. I mean, we're gaining we're gaining stuff. I hope you are at least we're connecting with you and like you're learning, yeah. and then people that listen to this learn too. And that's yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. what it's all about. And you know, I um, you you said that you kind of had some regrets and 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 uh that you maybe didn't do things and i understand that feeling to a certain point because you know for the first what 11 years we didn't really um alana and i discussed it a lot but we didn't bring it into madison's world what kabuki oh and um i started this podcast about a year ago and one of my first episodes one first dish episodes i had maddie on and we talked about it and it was it was a big light bulb moment for me because I realized that she did not know or understand quite what was what we were talking about. But after the podcast, she got quite emotional, and I oh, asked I, her. I, just, I listened to that podcast. Yeah, and you you hear it, and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I listened. I've listened so beautifully, right? And she spoke so beautifully. She afterwards, yeah. you know, she broke down, and I, you know, we were Aww. we were sitting on her bed, and I'm like, you know, talk to me, tell me what's going on, and. And she's just like, I didn't, I was just scared mm. and I didn't understand. And I, and she says something to me that, um, I, I didn't know how to respond, which was, 
she said, I just feel, I feel bad for you and mom. I had to go through that. And I, I was just like immediate tears and was like, you no, don't (laughs) feel bad. And I just reassured her how amazing it is and how amazing she is. And, and, but it, it brought that to light. And then fast forward to what, August, we went to the, we found the, we found the Kabuki, um, Northwest Kabuki, um, community. And we went up there and one of the moms goes, wow, it took you this long to get up here. And I don't think she was meaning it like (laughs) maliciously or anything, but yeah, I, and that I was like, Oh, you know, we, we just really didn't. We just focused on her and making sure her life was happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you're right, and, and I see. I've never, I've never done, and I've never participated in those mm-hmm. things either. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I follow them on Facebook, and I, and then I have to say, like, I really, like, I didn't put them aside, but I was like, okay, like, uh, it's almost like as when I need be, I, like, I would I research like, things yeah. and look things up as 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 needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like I said, like we 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 didn't really, not that we didn't talk about it, but we just didn't make it. It, we didn't let it define her. Like, yeah. this is Alexandra, yeah. not Allie. She's got kabukis, and this is Allie. And, yeah. you know, right. if, if you figure out when you talk to her that she ha- like she might be a little bit slower to process information, then so be it. But, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody is going to know. Her schooling know. Her, her close friends know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's and that's pretty much how we how we kept it. Yeah. We always wanted the, the bar set high for her, and we never wanted her to settle. and never wanted people to, to say, well, she can't do it because of this reason. Right. So we just like even like she took dance lessons for like a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, she participated in her entire high school. She participated in on dance team. Um, something that was very hard for her. You know, yeah. you know, with a child with low tone, like it's mm-hmm. hard for them to. Um, and now, and now, what's newer to us is um, you know, going into her adulthood. We're finding out about spatial awareness, mm-hmm. and we didn't. We 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 have to say we were we weren't aware that it was as bad as it is mm-hmm. like yeah. we never really realized just how she went to see an eye doctor since she was six months old never oh. never really came up that she had vision issues she always could like pick out 3d things like so why all of a sudden is is my child not seeing in 3d like it's mm-hmm. just it's it's just it's something that we that's what we're trying to embrace now we're putting our wrapping our heads around her vision and right. how that's going to affect the rest of her life mm-hmm. um that's interesting that's something that, it's interesting you say that because Maddie, I, I don't, I don't know if Maddie is, is in a vision based because we've done vision therapy and it's, it seemed always, I mean, it's something that helps her, uh, okay. but she has spatial awareness in social settings. So okay. like, well, and, I think those are like not understanding the social cues. Well, yeah, not, but also like huh? she's, she will walk up to somebody and like, you know, want to be right next to him, want to hug him, want to touch him. Uh-huh. And want to give her love, and she's like, I don't see anything wrong with this. But mm-hmm. there, you know, she in coming into middle school, she realized, or we realized very quickly that we need to start teaching her more understanding of like you can't just go up and give anybody a hug because mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta communicate that. And so I think her spatial awareness is more of a in a, in a social setting, like yeah. Alana was saying. Um, sure, sure, and, and that that does encompass it. That there's there's a wide range of what. It's, Spatial awareness does encompass that too. That, mm-hmm. that yeah. definitely mm-hmm. falls under that. 
um, that category. So you're saying, I'm interested to hear what you said. You said the vision therapy does help her or did help her. She was, she was doing, do you want me to yeah, I'll let Alana She talk was about doing vision one, yeah. therapy um, for a while. And I don't know, I can't say if it was really helping her because she was doing it at such a young age. And I don't, I, I want to say that she didn't have the knowledge or understanding that this that this needs to be practiced a lot nor did at the time when she was doing it her little brother was born and so I was all over a toddler and all over her um but what her what the vision therapist or what that doctor said was her brain and her eyes aren't seeing the same thing or they're not connecting they're not talking the same language mm-hmm. so um she it's there you could say it's like a form of dyslexia because she most definitely flips words but she also or flips numbers and letters but she also can um she's really good at memorization yeah so she and and that's how she reads yeah that's how she she reads reads. yeah so um but also there is that then if you want to go into reading there's the there's the comprehension part like you mentioned with Allie. so yeah um maddie did have glasses and we need to get her back on glasses but the glasses were more like prisms and i don't i don't understand how the doctor explained that but he also said that light therapy would benefit her because when maddie wakes up she's in fight or flight mode and the only time she's off is when she's sleeping and he could see that in her pupils as they were constantly dilated to fight or flight mode oh wow it's really interesting so we tried light therapy um and as tedious as it was i'm sure if we kept with it it would be beneficial to her uh that's when insurance kicked in and said yeah we don't cover any of this so oh, now yeah, isn't that great? yeah so <laughs> now that i'm with a better job i'm hoping to get back on it but yeah so she does have those vision challenges like you were mentioning with Allie we we always um we always attributed it to Allie's low muscle tone and her like clumsiness mm, um mm-hmm. she was like she would like like bump into things or she like the poor girl has like bruises all over her leg like what'd you mm-hmm. do now she's like I don't know um <laughs> she would she would she would oh she would overfill her milk or juice glass Yep. Um, and we'd be like, Allie, you know, be, be, you know, be a little bit more careful. Watch what yeah. you're doing. Not yeah. realizing that that was a spatial awareness. Yeah. That was her, and, and and that's another like, regret. We're like, oh my gosh, how do we miss like how, how do we not know that that was mm-hmm. part of the issue? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we just we found out because she's learning how to drive. Well, oh. she, well, let me let me rephrase that. She learned how to drive. She got her driver's license. Okay. So oh, she wow. learned how to drive. Okay. Um, yes, she, she after like she got her license at the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she drove um, her like almost like her first or second time alone. She drove off the side of the road. Oh. Um, a very very narrow road. Um, oh, very narrow, and um, she ended up the bottom of her car ended up you know, getting torn out. Oh my gosh. She was, per- she was perfectly fine. She oh, drove God. home. She's like, she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and even to look at her car, it looked fine. Yeah. Um, but then, but, but she, she's like, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about 
um, driving again. We're like, mm. of course you are. But course, but at yeah. this time we did, this time we did not know that she had any spatial awareness mm-hmm. issues because yeah. she passed her driving test. Like she took driver's lessons, which um, were a professional driver driver you know taught yeah. her lessons. So she took the driver's lesson. She passed. Um, very she's a very careful driver. Like mm-hmm. she's very cautious. She like some to almost too cautious. Mm-hmm. Like you can mm-hmm. go now, Allie. Like the mm-hmm. car is like a little bit further away. You can go. <laughs> so we know we knew that she was not like a speed racer. <clears throat> And we also knew that she wasn't was going to be driving to Philadelphia. Like she was right. staying around local ta- local in the town. Okay, yeah. Um, so when she wasn't comfortable about driving again because she was a little bit nervous, we ended up getting a, like, a little bit more comprehensive driving um, school. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And, they and have- a woman came. And a woman, do you have those near you guys? No, but I can imagine that. Would that be off? That's got to be something that they would offer in like a life skills program after high school. Like if she goes into a college program that can, I think it well, should be something that's offered. It, it, it could have been, although she, although she was not part of that program in school. So they did, they never mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. that never really was, um, you know, an option for her because mm-hmm. it was never really discussed. And like, because Allie was in a regular ed school and right. in a regular, okay. so, so nothing really was offered to her. Um, so she did have a more comprehensive. And the woman who who was her uh, instructor said, "You know what? I'd like Allie to to get checked out by a vision therapist. I think oh, there's something okay. wrong with her vision." And we're like, "We're like what?" Because she wears contact lenses and she's perfectly fine. She's like, "No, I think there's something a little bit more." So the vision therapist was. Oh was baffled because she said, I, I, I see her and the way she's looking, and I, I don't, she's not tracking. Like, she's not tracking yeah, the yeah. way you and yeah. I track. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what? So that, that kind of, like, threw us for a loop. And yeah. then that's where I jumped on the Kabuki syndrome. Do you know, are you familiar with um, Janet Shoffman? I don't think no, so. Which no. page is she on? She is. She started the Kabuki Syndrome Foundation Research mm. Center. Okay, she, so I've heard her name. In fact, I've talked to her counterpart that lives in Seattle. That's amazing. Okay. Her daughter's yeah. twelve. Yes, her daughter's twelve years old, and her daughter. Um, she she reached out to me a number of years ago when her daughter was diagnosed to ask me all kinds of questions regarding Allie. So her and I her and I talked. She awesome. she since then has has come up with this foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's actually having a conference. Are you familiar with the conference yep. that's coming up November yeah. the 4th? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. She's very influential in that. She asked Allie to be a part of that conference. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So she's based out of New York, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yes. what oh, that's Amanda's New yes. York City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. she's in New York City. And so she, um, she, said, so she private messaged me, and she said, Cindy, this is Janet. This is my foundation. I'm like, oh my goodness! I had, I really had no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's like, spatial awareness um, is something that the Kennedy Krieger Institute is doing a lot of research on right now. I highly recommend that you reach out to them mm. because I was concerned with the spatial awareness for the driving. So I reached out to Kennedy Krieger and they, they I private messaged the um, or private emailed the the doctor and she got back to me in like seconds. Oh wow! Like, We'd love to see her. Please bring her down like almost immediately. We'll yeah. get her in. Yeah. So they they met with her for three days and they talked to us and they were just they were just absolutely wonderful. We found out so much information, some new, some old, um, some information that we were like really like we didn't know that like like I I didn't know that if Allie decides to conceive, that fifty percent chance of her child there's a fifty percent chance that her child's going to have Kabuki yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, because I have Maddie sitting next to me and she would love hi, to say Maddie. hi. She's, I'm going to put her on the microphone here in just two seconds here. So come here, Maddie. 
I'm thinking a week. Oh. I want you to say hi to her. A week isn't okay. going to be enough right. out in Philly for this. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Okay. How are you, Madison? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. It's so nice to talk to your parents. They have yeah. a lot of awesome things to say about you. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in, are you in eighth grade? Uh, seventh. Seventh grade. Okay, seventh grade. Wow. Do you like school? Um, <laughs> you might not like the, the work. Do you like the yeah. work? <laughs> you probably like the friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your favorite subject? Uh, right now, it's I'm in advanced drama and choir, so probably both of those two. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Allie, my my daughter Alexandra, yeah. when she was in when she was your age in middle school uh-huh. and in high school, she loved drama and Ooh. she was in several plays that's and cool. and singing. She likes to sing. Do you like to sing? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. What's your favorite kind of music? Uh... Uh, I don't know. I have a lot. <laughs> you have a lot. Do you you want to tell her when your first performance is? Oh yeah. Or what's coming up for your both drama and choir? Oh yeah. So I have my haunt. I have a drama haunted house in next week or at the end of the month. At the end of the month. So you're putting on a haunted house for drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then the week after that, I have a choir performance. That is awesome. I know. Choir performance. What kind of songs do you sing in the choir? Uh, do you know the songs? No. That? I'm ch- we're learning them still. You still learning them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. They don't send the that music. That's so home wonderful. No. No, no. <laughs> They're not sending the music. No, home. but they are going to send the um, sheets for the choir for drama. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Very okay. cool. Yeah. All right. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it, oh, Maddie, it's so nice to meet you, too. My daughter, Alexandra, is 20 years old. 20. What? Oh, so she, she's, a little, she's a little bit older than you, and she has Kabuki syndrome, too. What? And this is the... And she... Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, she works, um, she works at a preschool. Aww. She's an assistant teacher at a preschool. Do you like kids? Uh, yes. I actually Do have... you? Yeah, I have a younger brother and then a younger niece. A younger you niece? Do. You mean a younger cousin? A, nun, a younger cousin and a younger brother. <laughs> you do? Yeah. How old is your brother? Uh, he's, wait, I keep on saying he's seven. He's eight. He's eight, okay. So, um, you, so, so you were probably, what, four years old when he was born? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at my Allie, my mm-hmm. Alexandra, she takes care of like two year olds. Oh, wow. So she helps she helps another teacher and she loves it. Mm-hmm. She comes home with the funniest stories sometimes about how the kids just give her so much love and attention mm-hmm. and she just loves that. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll say well, I appreciate you chatting with us, Maddie. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Madison. Nice Bye. to meet you. Bye. Bye, honey. Out, right. so. Here comes Matt. All right. So that, I was like pacing the room, like, oh, my gosh, I want to hear this conversation. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, but she was smiling She's the whole so time. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so sweet. So we're running up on time here. I, I, I think we could have a, literally a five-hour conversation, but I know this will not be the last time that you – uh, that we yeah, that we speak because yeah for sure as you as I've told you we're going to be in in March we're going to be out in Valley Forge and I'm really anticipating 
um, trying up. to meet up with you. And yeah, if we I, can. I did already tell Allie about that. So awesome. we're gonna, we're, you know, we're, we like March is pretty much an open book besides some appointments. So okay. where is I, nothing? Nothing really goes on in March. So we, you, we will we'll try and make that happen. Where? Oh, okay. Quakerville, you, you Quaker guys, Town. Quaker Town. You guys are about an hour away from Valley Forge, right? Oh, like 45 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. So are you closer to Philly or are you closer the other way? Um, you know, it's, if I jump on the turnpike, it's, it's probably the same distance. Like Philly can be, um, just with traffic getting there might be over an hour. Oh, okay. Um, Valley Forge might be like, probably more like 45 minutes to Valley Forge because that's more like, like towards King of Prussia. Yeah, that's, yeah. Area. So, um, it's it's not, it's, it's, it's really not that far. Yeah, we're looking at an Airbnb in King of Prussia, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, anyways. Here's hoping. Yes, yeah, so we are um, we are planning on it, and we are very excited. And also, I want to thank you so much mm-hmm. um, for just taking the time to do this uh, and, and just <laughs> having patience with me, and we're, you know, working through the schedules and, and just mainly just being so open and willing to uh, share the story and share Allie's story. Oh, and thank you for sharing Madison's story too. That's what brought me. That's what brought us together. You yeah. sharing yeah. her story yeah. um, had me reach out to you and say, "Hey, you know." Yeah. I, I, so I appreciate you know what, what you're doing too, and I'm. I look forward to hearing the, more of your podcast. Yes, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and and last thing I'm going to say is is if there's uh, what what would you like to leave the community with? What is one thing that really sticks out to you that is like. You know, I want the community of the Kabuki Syndrome community to know. Oh, um, well, I, I think I said it already, but I'll say it again. Set set the bar as high as you can, yeah. and don't settle for less. Um, you know, as a parent, what's right and what your child is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, patience yeah. is one yeah. thing that we we find ourselves every day still um reminding us that that you know patience is important um that the syndrome does not define Allie. Right. Allie is herself and she's her own person your child's her own person and um you know that's, that's pretty much that be pretty much it I that's think. great i appreciate that so um we'll go ahead and chat a little bit offline here once we uh, get done but i want again thank you so much alana thanks oh, for being on uh yeah. on max effort kitchen my pleasure i was here i was here so i had the time <laughs> no thanks, I, alana. I, yeah, yeah no i thought i was like she has to be on this with yeah. me this is it's too big for her not to be um so again we'll talk a little off air as soon as we uh, get done here and for everybody out there anybody who wants to reach out and uh, be a part of the podcast and just be a part of spreading stories please reach out to me facebook instagram all the fun social media things uh other than that uh, i hope everybody has a great night and go eagles okay <laughs> and, <laughs> and philly uh, exactly. and, and philly and philly and oh that's right they're in the i am, I am outnumbered here. <laughs> <laughs> in the playoffs i love it all right all right <laughs>